Hey, this is a verse, a comment, a prayer, a blessing. Today is January 9th, 2024, and we are going to be working through the book of 1 Samuel for uh, probably a few weeks, maybe a month or two. Uh, could be a little bit longer than that. Uh, we're going to be looking, though, this morning at chapter 1, verses 9 through 18. So 1 Samuel chapter 1, verses 9 through 18. I'm going to read the passage, offer some comments specifically this morning regarding the example that Hannah sets for us in prayer, then invite you to pray with me, and then we will hear the Lord's blessing and benediction over us. So 1 Samuel chapter 1, verses 9 through 18. Once they had finished eating and drinking in Shiloh, Hannah stood up. Now, Eli, the priest, was sitting on his chair by the doorpost of the Lord's house. In her deep anguish, Hannah prayed to the Lord, weeping bitterly. And she made a vow, saying, Lord Almighty, if you will only look on your servant's misery and remember me and not forget your servant, but give her a son, then I will give him to the Lord for all the days of his life, and no razor will ever be used on his head. As she kept on praying to the Lord, Eli observed her mouth. She was praying in her heart, and her lips were moving, but her voice was not heard. Eli thought she was drunk and said to her, How long are you going to stay drunk? Put away your wine. Not so, my Lord, Hannah replied. I am a woman who is deeply troubled. I have not been drinking wine or beer. I was pouring out my soul to the Lord. Do not take your servant for a wicked woman. I've been praying here out of my great anguish and grief. Eli answered, Go in peace, and may the God of Israel grant you what you have asked him. She said, May your servant find favor in your eyes. Then she went here, uh, she went her way and ate something, and her face was no longer downcast. So here's a few comments. As I mentioned in yesterday's devotional, Hannah was not consoled by um, Elkanah, that's her husband's, double portion blessing that he was going to give her from the food uh, that he had sacrificed, nor his uh, question of how blessed she was to have him as her husband. And if you missed this yesterday, I uh, I would just encourage husbands listening to not go that route of encouraging your wife to remember how blessed she is to be with you. Uh, whenever she finds herself in, in distress, that's a strategy that I wouldn't recommend. But Hannah is not consoled. She's still grieving. So after the family finishes their meal, which undoubtedly, as I mentioned the other day, consisted of the meat from Elkanah's sacrifices in Shiloh, Hannah went to the house of the Lord. She encounters Eli, who's the priest at this time, at this, and, and so she encounters him in this scene. In future chapters, we're going to actually see a contrast between Hannah's son Samuel, who's coming, and Eli's sons um, Hopni um, um, and Phinehas. So for now, though, I want us to focus on Hannah's pursuit of the Lord in prayer and and, and draw out some uh, points of application and some significance for us. So Hannah prays with sincerity and transparency. And I, I'm really grateful that the author of 1 Samuel includes these, de- these details. Uh, she is said to be in deep anguish and weeping bitterly. Hannah entreats the Lord Almighty to look upon her distress and have mercy, granting her the desire of her heart for a child, specifically a son. 
If the Lord would do this for Hannah, she vows to dedicate the child to the Lord. Now, there are a few things here that I want to point out for us. First, when we seek the Lord, even in the midst of our anguish, we should seek Him with the sincerity and transparency that we see displayed in Hannah. Hannah did not seek the Lord in pretense. She didn't put on her happy face, so to speak. She approached the Lord in her anguish, tears and all, and spoke from her heart and asked the Lord to deliver her from the shame of her circumstances. Secondly, like Hannah, we must realize that when we pray, we are communing with God. In other words, we pray so as to make our requests known to Him. We're not praying so that others would be impressed with our piety or our vocabulary. No, we are conducting serious business with our God. While Eli may have been puzzled by Hannah's prayers, um, this probably goes to show that such prayer was not a frequent occurrence in these days, and it's kind of sad. Eli must not have witnessed many people pouring their hearts out to the Lord. So no wonder he thought that she was drunk from the meal that she just finished with her family. Thirdly, like Hannah, we should approach the Lord in humility. Hannah rightly recognizes that she is his servant. She does not address God as an equal, as if he owes her something. She knows her place before the Lord. We, we, we ought to approach the Lord this way as well, with humility and honesty, recognizing we are His servants and that He is Lord over all. Finally, given the situation that Hannah was in and the pain that she had suffered from um, Penina, uh, the other wife that Elkanah was or Elkanah uh, was married to, I, I love how the how, how the the author of First Samuel how he depicts Hannah pouring out her heart before the Lord. I appreciate what one commentator um, said about this passage. He said, Her self-description as pouring out my soul before the Lord indicated that rather than leaving her emotions to fester in in internal bitterness, she has expressed her deepest desires in sustained entreaty to the Lord. Oh, that we would be the type of people that pour our hearts out to God instead of allowing the bitterness of our emotions to destroy us from within. So in light of these lessons that we learn about prayer from Hannah, I would invite you to join me in prayer. And and just before we get to that, just to say, one of the hopes of this is for us to be thinking about how we read uh, passages of Scripture in the devotional manner. So I'm not suggesting that this is all that there is to be said, all that there, all that can be said about this passage, but rather to glean insight from how we ought to approach the Lord as well. So to that end, I would invite you to join me in prayer. Lord, we, uh, Lord, we struggle to pray sometimes. I know I struggle. And Lord, it is easy to get distracted Lord, it is easy to feel like we are too busy to pray. Lord, it is easy to feel like um, uh, no one is hearing us, Lord. But as you demonstrate with Hannah, as we're going to look at um, on uh, Thursday, Lord, Lord, you remember your people and you hear us in our prayers, Lord. This, this does not mean that you always give us exactly 
um, what we are asking for, because Lord, we admit we oftentimes do not pray according to your will. But Lord, we also recognize you encourage us to pray with a transparency and an openness, letting our desires unfold before you. And so, Lord, as it was the case with Hannah, I pray it would be with us that we would unburden ourselves, Lord, that we would bring our anguish, we would bring our sorrows to you, and that we would ask you to have mercy upon us, Lord God. Would you please do this? Would you do this, Lord? Help us to pray in the midst of our anguish, no matter what is going on, Father, that you might be glorified and that we might know your great good for us. We ask all these things in the matchless name of Jesus that grants us access to you, Lord, our great high priest, Jesus, greater than Eli, greater than all the other priests that would come before him, Lord, and that he has He has secured for us, Lord, a place before you. And so, Lord, we bring these request to you. So maybe right now while while you're praying, you would just ask the Lord, just you would bring those needs before him and ask him to have mercy upon you. Father, hear our prayers. Lord, help us. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Now our closing benediction. May the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus.